welcome. My name is Andrew, and this is the Who Dat Discussion, a New Orleans Saints podcast where we talk about all Saints news, opinions, and reactions. So I think we should just get right into some Saints Bucks talk as the Saints clinch the NFC South. They're your 2018 NFC South champions. And to me, look, that's one you know, check mark for the whole you know checklist, which is at the end of it, it's the one in the Super Bowl. And this is a big um hurdle that we passed to get there. The Saints did get the win, as basically all Saints fans know at this point. 28 to 14. It was a tale of two halves, and I think we'll get into that later. But I just wanted to say, you know, you gotta give it to this whole team for bouncing back in that second half, getting the win, and just that locker room celebration after. Just Really good stuff. I just want to get right into this talk because, I mean, every Saints fan is really happy today. Also, the Rams lost, so now the Saints are the number one seed in the NFC. So, you just really love to see that stuff right now. Saints are playing good ball. I think there was a, I think there was a little transition period from getting back to where they needed to be, but I think that second half shows that they are back first half. Obviously, they had a lot of trouble, and we'll get into that. But first, we're going to start off with some notes and obviously the biggest note here is that the Saints clinched the playoff berth and the NFC South championship that celebration after as I said before really great everyone was dancing you know they have Choppa style playing which I think is now the team's you know anthem their uh their song the go-to song that they go to I mean just a lot of really good stuff uh, Drew Brees was getting into it Sean Payton was passing out all the stuff and this contrasts last year a lot because last year they did clinch the NFC South but it was in a loss so, you know, even though they did have all the hats and shirts, but they weren't really smiling or anything. And now, obviously, this year, smiling, dancing, a lot of fun stuff. And they did a really good job. you got to give it to, you know, the Saints for getting this whole thing done. Because, obviously, last game against the Bucks, it wasn't their best game shown, but they got, drilled it out, got the win. And that's what a lot of NFL teams do. Not every NFL team goes on, you know, the road and wins 48-10 to 10 or, you know, 48-7. to 7. This doesn't happen that much. And look, the Saints grinded it out, didn't have a good first half, but came back, had a very, very solid second half, and got the win. So I really like to see that. Our next note is that Michael Thomas now has the most catches through three years in the NFL. I mean, that's another really good, you know, milestone for Michael Thomas, who's probably on his way to his second Pro Bowl appearance. Love to see that. Congratulations to Mike Thomas. 25 unanswered points after the Taysom Hill block punt definitely drove this team to the whim. It seemed like, you know, that Taysom Hill play got the Saints going. First, they gave him a short field. After that, you know, they were able to run the ball, which you wouldn't think that, you know, the Saints' key is to run the ball. Usually everyone's thinking, you know, Drew Brees, Sean Payton, they love to pass, Mike Thomas. But it is to run the ball, and we saw that. And a huge contrast between the first half and the second half is that Saints couldn't run the ball in the first half. They had negative yards. Came back in the second half, I believe they were about like 105 yards and one and a half. That's really good. And then they just pounded the rock. They used play action. Breeze was phenomenal in the second half. Really, it was a tale of two halves for this whole team. So I think that was really good there. And 25 straight points is a lot of points. So you got to give it to the Saints there. Another note is that Sean Payton, to me, he stood, you know, being cocky, being competitive like he is he went for for two I think that was a really good thing really a trust in his team when he went for it so a lot of good calls it started to work again that um you know thing that Trump loves to do go for it be cocky be 
um, a little more risky, and it worked. So you got to give it back. You got to give it to Sean Payton because he coached a really good game. Excuse me, because I think he did a really good job there. Also, now Cam Jordan and Sheldon Rankins have now combined for 20 sacks on the left side. Cameron Jordan with 12, Sheldon Rankins with 8, and just look, these guys can play. They flat-out play. They both should be pro bowlers for sure. Sheldon Rankins does not get enough love in the whole league, but what he's able to do, and also he had a pass deflection in the fourth quarter. It looked like he was a linebacker out there, and he's you know, 300 pounds deflecting passes. I thought he almost came down with a pick there. I mean, just really good stuff for him. He's playing really good ball. And Cameron Jordan, he's just the heartbeat of this defense. And look, if they're going to give him one-on-one opportunities, at the, in the really the middle of the year, he had a great start of the year. Middle of the year is kind of a little low for him because they started to double, even triple-team him. And now he's getting those one-on-one matchups again because Sheldon Rankins is winning. You have Marcus Davenport coming on. Alex Okafor is coming on. Um, also up the middle, David Onyemata had a couple of pressures. Same with T- uh, Tyler Davidson, excuse me. So really good play out of a full offensive line is giving – Cam Jordan, a lot more one-on-one opportunities, and he's so good. He's going to get that every single time. Um, So to me, very good for him. And our last note is now the Saints finish 1-1 versus the Buccaneers, bouncing back after their week one loss. That transitioned us really well into our storylines. This week, I added two because there were a couple of surprises in this game, so had to get that also in our storyline. So our first storyline from our preview was, will the Saints be able to bounce back? Kind of a revenge game because not only did they lose the game before this, they also lost to the Bucks in their other loss first game of the year. And to me, it took them time to bounce back. It did. The first half, the Bucks tried to do very similar things that the Cowboys did. They tried to get pressure up the middle, which it was working, and they were getting pressure. They also were getting pressure with Jason Pierre-Paul. Um, they, they did what they needed to do. They stopped the run like the Cowboys tried to do, gave the Saints third and longs, and they were stopping them. It was working. They did – really, they stopped everyone but Michael Thomas. So, I mean, look, they could have Michael Thomas have a big game if it means everyone else not getting and scoring anything. So that was good for the Bucks, but that completely changed in the second half, and you have to think why. Why were the Saints so successful in the second half? And they were able to bounce back really well. So Sean Payton, he just said that, you know, they were getting opportunities in the first half. They just couldn't convert. In the second half, they were able to convert. And look, that's what it really came down to. I think the offensive line played much better in the second half. They gave Breeze time to throw. They opened up holes in the running game. And that's what you want to see. Really, the offensive line played just as good as they always did in the game's past in that second half. They did a really good job. You also got to give it to Mark Ingram, who had a couple of really angry runs. And he just, I mean, that touchdown run was just amazing. He's dragging a guy about five yards on the ground. I mean, that's what you want to see from him. Kamara came on late, was able to really close out the game. He had a couple of nice end-around runs. All in all, the Saints were able to bounce back. To me, look, the defense played really good throughout, and they kept on their positive mojo, positive momentum, whatever you want to say. They played really good, and the offense, to me, bounced back in the second half. So it took them a little time to get back. But right after that, Taysom Hill block punt, they were locked in. They felt like that that was their chance, and then they capitalized on it. So that's a really good job by our offense. And if this was a revenge game, to me, I just don't really see it as a re- I really didn't see it as a revenge game once the game started. Coming up to the game, I was like, oh, you know, we're going to get some revenge on the Bucks, But it didn't feel like the Saints – felt that way it seems like they just want to take care of business and win the nfc south that was their goal and you know especially listening to the commentators they were like the saints really need this buy they really want to 
one seed. Sean Payton says they want a one seed. They want the bye. They feel like it's pivotal to them, you know, going all the way. And now I think Sean Payton was preaching that this was just one step forward to that bye to the, the number one overall seed. So to me, yeah, it could be called as a revenge game, but I think it was more just one step in the right direction. And I think they accomplished that. They did a pretty good job there. On to our next storyline is, will the Saints be able to get turnovers? And it's kind of funny. The Saints defense played really good. They stopped Jameis Winston and company to only 14 points. And one touchdown drive was a condensed drive, very short drive because of a turnover by Drew Brees. But to me, they didn't get any turnovers. Not like to me. They didn't get any turnovers. That's what happened in the game. Um, they got a lot of sacks, though. So it helped. They really stopped them in yardage. They kind of beat the Bucks at their own game. They didn't need turnovers because they were stopping them in the yards department. Um, take out... Um, Jameis Winston's like couple of scrambles the Saints did really good against the rush and then against the pass up to that final drive where it was you know a garbage drive I mean we only gave up about 160 passing yards so I mean look the numbers look better for the Bucks because they were a little inflated but to me really good job actually we did have one turnover so excuse me for saying we had none we did have one at the end of the game by Lattimore's the last play of the game or second to last play of the game um so Look, I mean, that one turnover, garbage turnover. You got to give it to Lattimore, though. It's besides the pick, because that was a really good pick, by the way, keeping the feed in and everything. That was just a really nice play textbook. But he did really good on Mike Evans. You got to give it to Lattimore. Really, after that one long catch that Mike Evans had, he gave up nothing the rest of the way. So I think Lattimore is back to where he should be. I think he knows that. Um, Mike Thomas said that this was a big game for Lattimore. He was treating it like a really big game, and he came through in a big way because he felt like he was embarrassed in the week one. So he really came back, had a really nice game there. But really, look, usually the Saints have been getting more fumbles. And for this game, just the one pick, that's really it. Um, happened at the end of the game. A lot of the game, the Saints were losing, so they really didn't have the chance for turnovers. They did have the Taysom Hill block punt, which is kind of like a turnover. But, I mean, it changed the field. To me, it changed all the momentum, so maybe you call that a turnover. But, look, the Bucks have been giving up three, four turnovers a game. And, you know, they kept the ball this game, but they couldn't move down the field. You know, they couldn't get the yards like they usually do. So, to me, it was kind of like, look, you obviously take that, not giving up a lot of yards. A lot of puns, so that's just a really good job by the Saints defense, even though they didn't get a lot of turnovers. Um, our next storyline is, will Breeze and the O-line get back on track? And to me, first half, they did not. It was just compile issue after issue, problem after problem. The O-line, they weren't even doing that bad in the past. Um, blocking, it was the run blocking. They couldn't give any holes for Ingram or Kamara. Um, a lot of stacked boxes. The Bucks tried to tried to keep Kamara and Ingram, excuse me, out of the game. And they were successful at that. They let tried they let kinda of, kinda of tried Breeze to beat that. And for them it kinda of worked for a little bit. But to me the Saints are moving moving the ball down the field, but they couldn't make that big play. A couple of turnovers, sloppy play, and that's why they couldn't, you know, have sustained drives. So they couldn't get anything done. To me, Breeze, I think he played all right. Not amazing. He played about average when he's, you know, kind of accustomed to playing. He's not gonna put the yards. He had a couple of turnovers. Did have a rush, cool rushing touchdown. Not a cool rushing touchdown, but, you know, his patented play over the top. He always does that. A big rushing touchdown. Gave us the lead. He had a, you know, good pass to Zach Line for another touchdown. But all in all, looking at not a, not an MVP performance for Breeze. And people are saying that, you know, Breeze is getting, um, you know, lapped by Mahomes in the MVP race. And to me, I think they're around tied. I think maybe even Breeze still is the edge. Mahomes didn't play very good last game either. I know they won, but they just got away by the skin of their teeth against Baltimore at home. So to me, I mean, I don't know how much better Mahomes really played yesterday than Breeze. They played 
you know, not so good in different ways. Mahomes did have a lot of still flashy plays and brought them back to a victory, but he put them in a hole. So um, to me, it was kind of a washout for both. And I think they're about tied. Maybe Breeze has a little edge there. But to me, you got to give to Breeze in the second half, who was just really, really good. Um, looking at his stats, nothing amazing, nothing really awful. He was 24 of 31, 201 yards, the touchdown, the pick, and then he also had a fumble, and he had a rushing touchdown. So a lot for him, but the Saints were able to get it done. I think he played a really good second half. I don't think he missed a pass, or maybe he missed like one pass in the second half. So to me, really good job by the Saints, really good job by Sean Payton to put Drew Brees in a good spot in this game, maybe like he did in the last game. To me, in the first half, it was kind of like the opposite of the Cowboys game. They were getting a little too predictable, and the second half, they really found their way and had a solid um, second half, a really good second half. I mean, look, three touchdowns, 25 points. That's what you want to see. Now on to our next storyline, and it's, is the running game vital to the Saints? And if they don't run the ball, will they be able to still be successful? And to me... It's starting to be like maybe it's not because the Saints, obviously, in the first half, it was kind of like a full debacle. Um, you know, when you have negative rushing yards, it's not even having a bad um, rushing attack. That's like the worst because you're having negative. You can't even move the ball forward. So what the Saints were able to do in the second half, obviously, much better. They were able to control the line of scrimmage. They were able to do a lot of better stuff, especially able to really disguise runs more, getting a little more flashy, had some nice plays to Kamar in the end of rounds. Ingram had some nice runs, a couple of pitch plays. That's what you want to see. You know, sometimes dives right up the middle is not the best option. And I think the Saints in the spec second half really were able to switch that off. But the running game to me more than ever with, you know, Drew Brees, Sean Payton teams, I think it's very vital because they don't have that many weapons, especially through the air. So when you're looking at it, you have Kamara, Ingram, and Thomas. And after that, there's a huge dip. So, you know, you want to say Ben Watson or you want to say Traquan Smith, Keith Kirkwood, and those guys. They're not bad, but to me, they're going to get stopped probably one-on-one. And if the Saints need to be successful through the pass game 70-80% of the time of a game, so if they only can run the ball 20% of the time, they will not be successful because you're asking Michael Thomas to either get open a ton or you're asking Traquan Smith Keith Kirkwood to win one-on-one matchups, and they just haven't this year. So obviously you could you know put Kamara out wide, and I think he would be really good. He's a really good receiver. You could do that too. But this for the Saints to really come back in the game, I really would advise the Saints to play Brandon Marshall, and I'm going to stick towards that because they don't play him again. And besides um, Michael Thomas, they weren't able to do anything again. So to me, sometimes you just need a little change in um, scenery maybe because right now Keith Kirkwood, not, he didn't play bad. Keith Kirk was really doing what I thought he was going to do. And people thought he was going to be, you know, nothing, no catches and stuff. And he's put up catches. And he's kind of doing that Des Bryant role that maybe Des Bryant would have came in to do here. Kind of three, those three, that three to five catches, a couple of touchdowns. I mean, he's played four games and he has two touchdowns. So that's really good for Keith Kirkwood. But really, I think he's really been better. But besides anybody else, there's really no one there. So even if you want to say Keith Kirkwood's been good, to me, Tra- uh, Traquan Smith hasn't really been that good. Um, Dan Arnold, fine, but nothing amazing. Ben Watson, the same there. And Austin Carr, th- these are just not players that you really want as your number two, number three receivers. Look at the other teams like the Rams. They have Woods, Cooks. Um, they have Gurley, obviously. Um, their tight end's pretty good. Gerald Everett, uh, Edwards, Everett, excuse me. Um, they also have, they used to have Cooper Cup. He got hurt. 
Um, looking at the Chiefs, they have Watkins, they have Hill, they have Kelsey. All these teams, they have a ton of weapons. And the Saints, they're relying on Drew Brees a lot, Mike Thomas, and Alan Kamara, and Mark Ingram. But besides those three, they really haven't, no one's really stepped up. And I think they need someone to step up here. And why not give Brandon Marshall a shot? And this makes, maybe if he comes up, does okay. It just makes the pressure on everyone else a little less. And I think, why not just give it a shot? Because right now, you're putting a ton of pressure on Mike Thomas, a ton of pressure on Drew Brees, and you're also putting a ton of pressure on this running game to be successful. And maybe, you know, if the running game's not good, but it's not like a debacle like it was in the first half, you're still not putting up a ton of points. And then in the second half, you're doing really good against the run, and you're scoring every possession. So to me, there's obviously a correlation there. And also, Brees played much better in the second half, so that also helps. But I think the Saints have to be able to run the ball successfully to score 45 points, 50 points, to put up 35 points to be in a shootout. That's what they'll have to do. And I think maybe, you know, Drew Brees can do that too, especially if they're able to run screens. But yesterday they weren't really able to run screens either. I think they only had one successful screen. So that's not going to be good either. They need to be able to, you know, obviously when you're running the ball successfully, Brees is still going to play really good. But he's going to get more opportunities. And I think, you know, we're going to need to do that. I think Taron Armstead coming back is going to be really big for the passing game. He's a very good pass blocker, and then Brees can really – and he does trust Bushrod, but he really trusts Armstead. That's the best left tackle in the league until he got hurt. So to me, you got to put him in there, and I think the Saints will do much better once Armstead comes back because really when Armstead was in, this team was – I mean, they were scoring 50 a game. Armstead comes out, it's went down a little bit, 30. I mean, obviously they had the one clunker. But besides, I mean, that game, they still, they're not putting up 40. They're putting up 28, 31 against the Falcons. So to me, I think they just need Armstead back and they'll be just fine. And I think that they'll be able to run the ball really good. And I think it is vital, but I don't think it's as vital maybe as, as we saw in this game. But to me, especially if Breeze plays really good. Breeze had an okay game, running game's going to be really vital. Um, and I think... That's just the key to any team. You know, if your quarterback's only playing average, I mean, you're going to need a running game to, you know, have more than negative yards. I mean, that's what really is the key there. But the running game in the second half, much better, and the team did much better. So I see why many people do think that. But especially if Breeze is playing at the top of his game, I don't think we need the rushing game as more. But we need more than negative yards. And I think that's going to be really big for us there. So now on to our final storyline, and that is the play of Eli Apple. So everyone was getting on Eli Apple because he was getting burned in that Cowboys game. And what a turnaround. He played really, really good this week. you got to give it to him. He stopped Chris Godwin, who's a good receiver. Not amazing, but good, to one reception on 10 targets. That's a 10% catch rate. That's, I mean, that's terrible for Godwin. That's amazing for Eli Apple. Sean Payton challenged him. He said, play up in their faces, get physical with them, and it worked. He only had one penalty, which wasn't a good penalty by any means, but only one penalty, and he did really good, only one for 10, because he got targeted 10 times as a cornerback, or about 10 times. I think there was only there was like a couple of times where it was in zone, but most of the times it was man-to-man, and Eli Apple made a really good play, so you got to give it to Eli Apple. He was playing good the whole game. The Bucks tried to pick on him, really like they picked on, they tried to pick on Ken Crawley, excuse me, in week one, and it was successful. Um, it, they tried to do it against Eli Apple this week, and it just did not work. So you got to give it to Eli Apple. Really good job there. So now on to our group by group recap. So we're going to go through our seven groups: QB, skill, O line, D line, linebackers, and secondary, and then also our special teams coaching category. And then we're just going to grade them, see how they do. So we'll start with the quarterback, Andrew Brees. And to me, he gets a B. Um, he played average. Um, to me, looking at his QB rating, looking at his passer rating, looking at 
um, yards, touchdowns, turnovers. He just played a very average game, pedestrian. Wasn't an MVP game like maybe we were used to earlier in the year, but this game he did turn the ball over twice. He did have two touchdowns, so you got to give it to him, and a really clutch um, run um, where he jumped over the top in the goal line on fourth down. So that was obviously really big there. He didn't do anything awful to me. He just played average. Um, he had some really nice shows in the second half. Really, this was it. First half, he was really bad. I mean, I think it was even worse than the Cowboys game because I don't think he played that bad against the Cowboys. I think he's just – I think he played bad in that first half. It was worse than the Cowboys game. He made a really bad pick. That was just a really bad decision. So, to me, that was bad. Second half, completely different QB. Um, comes back in here. They say, you know, we're going to try to pound the rock a little more. We're going to use – um, like, oh, we're going to feed Mike Thomas. Um, that was obviously a big um, – uh, check check for the Saints to get. They really wanted to feed Mike Thomas this week. That's what it just felt like. It seems like it's not, it's not like they were going to him in like triple double coverage, but they set up routes for him to succeed, and it worked. They tried, especially they bunched them all up because they knew the Tampa was going to play zone, and then they just cleared everyone out to get Michael Thomas the right matchup, and it worked. So that was obviously one of the game plannings for the Saints, and it definitely worked out. I think that was uh, in their checklist to win. I think that was one of their. Um, not assignments, but something they needed to have happen, and they definitely checked that off the list, and they did a really good job with that. And then also Drew Brees had some really good throws in tight spots to Thomas, really a couple nice throws to Ben Watson, a couple nice throws to Keith Kirkwood. So all in all, good, really amazing second half by him. First, it was MVP level uh, second half. First half just was not. So yeah, he's got to average him out and say it was average performance because that's really what it was there. Onto our skill position. To me, they also get an average performance with a B. Um, they just, to me, look, they didn't, they didn't do anything bad. But you saw the guys who stepped up in this game. It was Michael Thomas um, and Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara in the second half. Besides that, in the skill position, you can't really say anyone stepped up did really good. Because no one really did. Um, you want to say Keith Kirkwood because he had a couple of catches. Fine. Ben Watson had a couple of catches. I guess that's fine too, but to me, it's just not enough. If look, if this team's gonna want an A, they're just they, they got to do more here. I mean, just looking. I mean, Breeze did spread the ball out. I believe he had nine different receivers. That's a lot of different guys. But overall, they just weren't able to do much out of the receiving besides Mike Thomas, which obviously is not what you want to see. I mean, just looking at it. I mean, Alan Kamara was second in receptions with five. Ben Watson had the three catches. Keith Kirk with two. Tommy Lewis had a really nice play. It was um he had the one reception about twenty yards. He sat right in the zone. It was just a good play by Tommy Lee. And then Traquan Smith in his only opportunity dropped it. So to me, look, you don't want to see it from these guys, but to me, look, they the good players play good. The players they kind of need to step up when they need to. I mean, look, it was against the Bucks. They don't need everyone to really step up to win. But against a really good team, against the Rams, they'll need players to step up. And um to me, they just didn't this game. So give them a B. Good players stepped up. Bad players didn't. So not bad players, because these aren't bad players, but the players that need to prove themselves didn't. Because, look, all these players, I wouldn't call them bad. They don't make mistake after mistake after mistake. They've been solid, but they just, this game, they were kind of non-existent. Traquan Smith, non-existent. Um, really, everyone but Michael Thomas was non-existent, and the running game was non-existent until the second half, until the Taysom Hill pump. So that's really what it came down to in this game. Onto our O line, and I'm going to give them a B plus. Because in the second half, they played elite. Um, a plus, really good job. Not maybe A plus, A. Give them an A. They did really good. They controlled the line of scrimmage. Everything you needed them to do, they did. The first half was basically the exact opposite. They did a little better in the passing um, game, a little better pass blocking. Um, Ryan Ramchick had a bounce back game. 
But look, uh, Jermon Bushrod is still not up to snuff there. And it's really nothing against Bushrod because he's just a little older on the older side and athleticism is just going to play a key. And some guys are just have more athleticism and they're going to beat him. And that kind of happened in these last two weeks. Next week, I think we'll see Arm step back and I think we'll see an upgrade in the whole team. I really do. Because I think, look, they pay Armstead a lot of money, and there's a reason for that. It's to protect Drew Brees, and it's to, you know, Drew Brees maybe did get a little jittery in there because he knows what if the um, defensive lineman's more athletic and he's just going to have a really good play against Bushrod. So maybe he can't trust Bushrod as much. I think he does trust Bushrod, but I think he trusts the best offensive lineman in the league a lot more. So to me, you got to look at it, and you got to give him a B plus. They didn't play awful, and I think they played above average, especially in the second half they played above average. But... And the first half, it just wasn't up to snuff to give him a very high grade there. And really what this um, whole unit's been used to before last week. Um, so now we're going to switch over to the defense, onto our D-line. And they're going to get an a another really good performance. They had four sacks. Two were by Cam Jordan. It was really good. To me, they stopped the run pretty good. Um, also, I think Jameis Winston kind of broke contain a little bit. But besides that, nothing... Really amazing there. I mean, the Bucks did have over 100 yards, but Jameis Winston, only five carries, had 47 yards. So really take that out. It was really only 60 yards from Peyton Barber and Jaquiz Rogers. So to me, good job by the Saints to be able to really stop their running backs. And to me, they stopped – and they got to the quarterback, excuse me. And I think that's really big there. So now on to our linebackers. Um, to me, you got to give it – to this linebacking court. I'm going to give them an A-. minus. wasn't amazing. They didn't play their best game ever. They gave up two touchdowns to Kevin Great. That's not what you want to see. But overall, they played really good. Um, just looking at it, they did a really good job to help stop in the run along with the D-line. Also, I forgot to mention on the D-line, Sheldon Rankins again played amazing. You got to give it to him. He had a couple really nice plays. Marcus Davenport had a couple really nice rushes. You really just want to see that. I just wanted to say that. I know I forgot to say it, said it in the um, – when I when we went over the D line, but really, what is looking at it with this linebacking group? They were able to stop really the um, the running game in the second half. A really good job there, and it was really non-existent in the second half. Also, in the first half, they were able to make some big stops, really in the middle of the field on um, a line, not linebackers, running backs, excuse me. And then they were also able to make some nice pass deflections in zone when the Saints played zone. So to me, really good job, the Mario Davis. Just, to me, furthers his Pro Bowl season. He should definitely be making the Pro Bowl. And then also, Alex Anzalone had a really good game. And A.J. Klein just having his career year. To me, all the guys, really good job by the linebackers. And that's what gives them an A-. It wasn't their best game all year, but it was a good, solid game from them. On to the secondary. I'm going to give them an A. They played really good this game. And it was kept off by the Marshawn Lattimore interception. I mean, Lattimore played really good the whole game against Mike Evans. They did nothing. Really, the whole game after that first drive because after the first drive they didn't play good but after that I mean they played really good you really can't say anything um Apple played amazing you got to give it to him obviously we talked about it earlier but Eli Apple was kind of the key here so was Lattimore not getting beat by Mike Evans again Mike Evans was kind of on and off the field too but for most of the snaps he was on and Lattimore was stopping him and really you're looking at they went to Godwin, Godwin a lot excuse me but it just wasn't working PJ Williams adding to another really good week, stopped a really good slot receiver in Adam Humphreys, and it was just a really good job by this Saints secondary as a whole. Marcus Williams had a couple of uh, nice plays. He had a big hit. 
um, I think, believe it was on either Adam Humphreys or Godwin that um, it was a really good catch by Humphreys. That was one play. And I think there was another play where he hit the ball out to jar it loose. That's a really good job there. And then Von Bell, he's taken the control over Kirk Coleman, and he's having a career year. So you got to give it to Von Bell. Kirk Coleman really just hasn't had a good year. His Saints tenure is getting off to a bad start. But, look, he still has time to really improve still into the playoffs. And I think they're probably going to bring him back for another year because he's signed. Maybe they'll cut him. Maybe they'll not. But right now it's Von Bell's job to lose, and he's playing amazing. So you got to give it to Von Bell. He's had a career year as well. And on to our last group, and that's the special teams and coaching. We combine them together. And to me, both these group, A, plus, 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 plus. Taysom Hill, the jack of all trades, with, I mean, another heroic play with a blocked punt. And that changed the whole game, as we all know. Complete turning point of the game. So he, it's all alone. That's going to give you an A+. plus. Will Lutz had a couple of nice kicks. Thomas Morstead, I mean, actually pumped the ball a few times, and he had, did a good job. And then the coaching, to me, Sean Payton got back to his matchful coaching, did a really good job to keep the aggressiveness, keep running the ball. Because, look, in that first half, did not look good. But in the second half, he kept running the ball, and they were successful in doing that. So unlike the Rams did last night, when they got down against the Bears, they really abandoned the run. We stuck with it, and we did a really good job of keeping with it. And it ended up working. We ended up getting over the 100-yard mark for rushing after in the first half having negative. So to me, that's just a good job by Sean Payne sticking with the run game, which not all coaches do. So now on to our Houdat Nation fan questions. So our first question is from Houdat92343, and he asks, what do you make of Taron Armstead not playing on Sunday? And to me, I think this means maybe he wasn't 100% and I just wanted to give him an extra week. Maybe he would have went if it was for the playoffs, but – considering it was against the Bucks and Jermon says uh Jermon Bushrod excuse me wasn't playing awful put him in see what don't put him in see what happens with Bushrod excuse me and that's what they did and it kind of worked out Bushrod didn't play awful played about average I mean he's a very serviceable backup thank god he's on this team because you don't even know what would be there if it wasn't for Bushrod so to me you gotta look at next week I think he should play next week it's a big game still Monday night against the Panthers Panthers desperately need a win and we desperately need wins too because you know, we have that one seed, and we got to keep that. So a really big game that day, and with one day extra rest, maybe that helps us. But the Panthers really desperately need to win. They're free-falling, so I think, you know, they're going to be playing desperate. So we have to kind of use that to our advantage, maybe get a couple of turnovers from Cam Newton. But overall, I think looking to next week, I think kind of the same things. I mean, the Panthers are not even that much better than the Bucks here. They're, the Panthers are 6-7, Bucks are 5-8, and eight, I believe. So really, I mean, looking at it, how much better are the Panthers? They've really free-fallen. But I think I expect Tyron Armstead to play next week, and I'm hoping that he doesn't even have an injury um, designation going into the game. I think that would be really big there. Extra day rest also helps him. So that's really, really good stuff there. On to our next question from... Hood at 41-23-43, and he asks, do you think uh, Manti Teo should be active for games? And to me, look, I think Teo's a really good player, and he's kind of got lost this year. And to me, he's a really good linebacker, and he should be there on the forty-three, the 53-man roster, excuse me. But the, especially the coverages the Saints are playing, he would just sit on the bench the whole game and kind of be a waste of, not a waste of space, but you'd rather have the extra cornerback there than the extra linebacker, especially how much... Um, the line, linebackers have been playing better than the cornerbacks, especially in the past. I think now it's a little more equal, so maybe you want to add him back. To me, he's a really solid run stopper. I mean, past 
um, defense. He is not the best on, but he's not bad at it. You saw last year, he's a good player. And I think he could be similar than he was last year. So to me, I really don't have a big preference. I see why they sat him and I can see why you play him. But to me, I think he could just come in. If he really needed, if we had an injury at the linebacker, let's say one of our linebackers got hurt, I think he'd come in and be a really nice starter. So I think that's really big there. On to our next question from Hudat234313. And he asks, what do you think the playoffs will look like? And to me, just looking at the whole playoff picture, after the Rams losing last night, that opens up the number one seed for the Saints again after a lot of people thought this was the Rams are going to have the one seed. Um, the Saints don't look as so good. They lost to Dallas. Really, the Rams put up their clunker against the Bears just the next week. So to me, you got to look at the Rams have not played that good lately either. They've um, gutted out a lot of victories, but they haven't you know blown any teams out. But I mean, they, really for the whole year, they haven't blown any teams out. They've just been winning close games. So you got to look at it and say, look, they had their clunker. Now let's see how they respond. And the Eagles, they're going to be desperate for a win. So and I believe it's at Eagles. So that game's a little fishy for them. If they actually lost another game this season, I mean, that opens up the Saints easy for a one seed, and it would put the Rams in danger for um, maybe not even getting that two seed. That would be a complete free fall. I don't think they will lose. I think they'll probably win out, so we're going to have to win out. But here's the deal. Um, The Saints, they really, if they do all the stuff that they're supposed to do, if they win against Carolina, they could potentially not play another road game the entire year until the neutral game if they if they got to the Super Bowl. Just think of that. So how dominant the Saints are in the Dome, and they would potentially play four straight games there, the two to re- end the regular season, and the two in the playoffs if they would get that far with a bye week in the middle. You think about that, and who, who's beating them? Maybe the Rams get lucky and beat them. Maybe the Bears get their offense together, but in a shootout, they will not be able to stop the Saints in the Dome. So when you're looking at it, this is really when you look at the games by games, to me, this game in Carolina is huge. And I think the Saints got to go in there with one thought. This could be our last road game the whole season. And then we could be home every game for the Houdat Nation. And the Houdat Nation will be that 12th man that they always are. So to me, this game against Carolina is, could be the biggest of the season. And I think that's what it's coming down to be. Because after that, you play a couple of home games of really the whole regular season. Because then you play the two home games, and then you get your bye if they would win all three games. They'd definitely get the first round bye, and then they would get the first seed. And then you play your two home games in the divisional round and NFC championship game. And that's obviously really vital there. And to me, there's a path there to the Super Bowl that goes way to New Orleans, and it starts week 16. And that's pretty crazy if you actually think about it. They got to take care of business. And that's obviously our number one um, job is to take care of business in Carolina next week. But I think the team knows that. I think Sean Payton knows that. And I know they're not looking ahead. They're just looking one game at a time. But I think that was an interesting fact. Looking at the rest of the playoffs, um, I think the Bears will be that three seed. I think the Rams will be the two seed. I think the Cowboys will be the four seed. I think, I mean, Cowboys are running away with that division too. So I think everyone's really running away with their divisions, their respective divisions. Then the wild card, still up for grabs. I think the Seahawks, they're looking like they're going to get the five seed. And the six seed, really can go to anyone. Maybe the Vikings. Maybe other teams can um, literally squeak themselves in there. Like the Packers maybe can squeak themselves in there. Maybe a team like uh, – now I'm just blanking on some teams. But maybe a team like um, the Eagles can um, sneak in there. But teams like that, 
maybe even the, an eight and eight team can get in if some losses happen. I don't think that will happen. I think it will probably be either Vikings, Packers, or the uh, Eagles will make the playoffs there. But I think probably the Vikings will make it there. So if you look at it, that's there's your six teams. That's what I feel is going to be our playoffs. Um, on the AFC, it's a completely different story. I don't think a lot of people want to hear about that. But to me, I think it's going to probably be Chiefs, Patriots, Steelers, Texans, and those last two wild card spots. I mean, the Dolphins just had a really good play against the Patriots. I think they're going to get in. And then also, I think that the Chargers will get in too. And that's a really big game Thursday for the um, Chargers-Chiefs. So that's a Thursday night game. But all in all, I think that's what the the playoff race is really looking like there. So now I think it's time to wrap up this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you enjoy this podcast, you should follow us on Twitter at the Houdat Dis, on Instagram at Houdat Discussion, on Podomatic at the Houdat Discussion, and also subscribe to our YouTube channel at the Houdat Dis, on Google Play at the Houdat Dis, on Spotify and iTunes at the Houdat Dis as well. On those sites, please like comment rate us review us all that stuff's really helpful just to see how we're doing i mean right now you gotta be a really happy saints fan everything went right right uh excuse me yesterday and just really good play and you gotta as i'm gonna use the panthers i'm saying here you gotta keep pounding and beat the panthers i think that's what we have to do here win a game a tough game we'll obviously go over it in our preview episode on friday but to me I'm really liking how the Saints team playing. I think they're going to come back. It really, as they bounce back in the second, I think they're going to use that momentum into the next couple games. I think they're going to figure out more ways to run the ball, pass the ball, and do all that good stuff. I mean, just one more thing on the injury notes, just looking at it. Um, Ted Ginn and Jocelyn Rebus could be back, as Sean Payton said today. But I think they're going to be back, so I think that's really big for the playoff run. But the Saints are in the playoffs, clinched, I could finally say. Not when, now I can say it's happening. The Saints are in the playoffs. I can't say if the Saints are in the playoffs, now it's when we will be playing at least one game in January. Now, obviously, the next um, thing on the checklist is to get that by number one seed. And look, if we went out, there's a clear path to get that. So I think that's what we have to do next. I mean, I'm really happy right now. I think everyone who's listening to this should be really happy right now as we won Now, 11 of 12, so that's obviously really good stuff there. So with all that said, I wanted to say thank you, prove them right, and who dat?